Hey guys, and welcome back to yet another episode of Talking with Andrew and Chris. I'm Andrew. And I'm Chris, and today we speak with the one and only Ryan of Ryan's World. That's right. Ryan has been writing songs in L.A. for probably over 10 years at this point, and he's been writing songs a little bit longer than that. And if you're a songwriter, you're going to want to listen to what he has to say because this dude knows what he's talking about. Yeah, I got two questions for you guys. Ever heard of Train? Ever heard of OAR? I have. Yeah, so you might want to listen to this episode if you want those questions answered. Yeah. Anyways, speaking of questions answered, we've asked you guys time and time again a question. Have you heard of our band, The Stash? And, and some of you have answered, and we, we really are appreciative of that. And if you haven't, please head over to Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you stream and listen to music, and just check out our band, The Stash. We're on, we're on all the social medias, and that's just at The Stash NY, as in New York. We'd really appreciate you going over there and answering that question for us. Yeah, and while you're on these social medias looking for The Stash, you might as well look for the podcast as well. We've got them at Talkin' Podcast, no G. And we really appreciate the support that you guys have been giving us lately. It's been honestly pretty crazy because this has started as like a hobby and now it's like like a professional hobby. Episode 22. That's that's wild. Like our show can drink. Our show can legally, our show just had its legal drinking birthday as far as episodes go. Yeah. And we want to thank you guys so much for that. And so with that being said, we want to say cheers with the clip of Applesauce by Ryan's World. Hey guys, and we're back with another episode. This week we have on L.A. singer-songwriter Ryan of Ryan's World. How's it going, man? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Dude, of course. We've been meaning to get you on this thing for, for quite some time now, so it's great to finally be getting it getting it going. Yes, sir. Glad to be here. You actually came up quite a bit for, for any of the audience who's been with us for a little while now on the Lumen episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did listen to that. Yeah, that was awesome. It was pretty pretty damn heartwarming yeah yeah we we had austin on pretty early into the lifespan of this show so uh we will have to get him back now that we feel a little more seasoned and uh prepared to do and i'm sure he has more to talk about too oh yeah he does he does for sure but yeah so let's let's talk about what you what you do on a day-to-day in la and sort of bring people through that that lifestyle and, and being a songwriter and a creator out in that environment for sure um well, basically, I just collect a lot of mashed potato samples from different grocery stores and kind of like go door to door and ask people if they're if they want to like participate in my mashed potato journey. And um, no, I'm just messing. Um, <laughs> I mean, I was I was trying to I find the, like the metaphor in there. I was like, I think potatoes are songs, but I guess we'll just see where he goes with this. Yeah. No, um, basically, I just you know if I'm not like producing and writing in my bedroom. You know, that sounds pretty lavish, I know, but that's like kind of where I like to like start off a lot of ideas and then I'll like take them to, at this point, like I've been out here for 10 years. I like moved out here right out of high school and I've been like part of the whole like circle 
for quite some time. So like I kind of accumulated like a group of people that I just love working with that also happen to be like my best friends at this point. So like I just kind of have like a group that I'm always like, you know, bouncing ideas off of. But at the same time, I'm like set up in a bunch of random sessions because like they'll just be like it's like a whole circuit out here where you just like set up with a bunch of strangers pretty much. And, and, uh, you know, sometimes they come out amazing songs and sometimes it's like, you know, just a one and done type of thing. You'll never see those people again. But so if I'm not doing sessions with like new people that, that are set up by like my managers or whoever, then I'm just, you know, chilling with my friends and making music pretty much every day. So I can't complain. It's amazing. So is, is making music your main your main thing? Is that sort of your like your main source of income? Oh yeah, for sure. I I've had I've had some jobs here and there and like I kind of uh I I had like a job last year actually. I was like it was supposed to be like a part time job it was for like this new uh weed vape company that it just like skyrocketed, like it blew the fuck up. And then I started like working more and more there and making a lot of money. But at the same time, I just like had an epiphany one day. I was like, this is not where I'm going to like find my happiness. And I just quit out of nowhere. And it's kind of coming up on a year from that day right now. So in this last year, yeah, it's just been back to back to that grind. So just to get just to get some perspective on your situation, because we've never had someone on the show so far who who their sole source of income is songwriting. I think that's a lot of the listeners aspirations. So, uh-huh. you know, what were you doing? You've been doing this for quite some time. You've been out there for 10 yeah. years and I'm sure you've yeah. been writing pretty much since the start, right? Yeah. I mean, at first, like, uh, all right, so let me take it back. Um, take yeah. us way back. Yeah, let me take you way back. All right. So. About 10 years ago, I graduated high school and I was just like, I didn't know what I was going to do. I was just making beats in my basement. And um, I don't know, one day I just saw like a brochure for LA recording school and I just saw the palm trees and like, I've, I've probably, I don't even know if I visited LA before then, but I was just like, I want to go there. And, you know, I visited and like, I knew no one out here, but I was just like, fuck it. I want to do it. And like, I had just broken up with my uh, ex-girlfriend and I was like sad about that. So I just want to get away. And the palm trees just look so nice on that damn brochure. So I was like, I'm going. So I went there, went to LA recording school, quickly realized that I didn't want to be an engineer at all. So I didn't, like my heart was not in it. My head was not in it. I didn't learn shit, but I like met a lot of cool people that I still like are some of my best friends. So through that, uh, I was doing that for a little, just like making songs with my buddy, John, which we used to have a little duo songwriting team called Digi Park. And I knew him from high school and he had, he moved out here around the same time as me. So I at least like had one person to bounce ideas off of and stuff. And um, we were just doing that. And I don't know. So like, I'm trying to think. So my brother-in-law is the lead singer of OAR and he... Like, you know, I never wanted to approach him like, hey, like, get me into the game, you know, like, I didn't want to be that guy. So I would always like just make music. And every once in a while, like I'd show him. And I remember one time he he was visiting and I was like, yo, you got to hear this track I've been working on. He's like, OK, like, I'm, I'm sure he's like, oh, God, what am I about to get into, you know? And I took him to my car and played him this track. He's like, wow, this is amazing. And I was like you know, super excited. He's like, send me this. I was like, okay. I didn't think much of it. And then like 
a couple months later, he sends me a song uh, that he wrote over the track I produced. And it was just like such an amazing like moment for me, you know? A song was called Heaven by OAR. It's um so like that was like my first thing. So like he's like, okay, I'm gonna release this. Um you're probably gonna want a pub deal to like make sure everything's straight and like kind of get you on your feet. So like he introduced me to Greg Wattenberg, who is he was like the dude who produced like trains, hey soul sister, and like a bunch of shit for like Evanescence and like a bunch of that kind of stuff, like goo dolls. He was like a big, big guy in that lane. So they flew me out to New York, me and John, and we we were just talking about like, you know, situations and stuff. And then they decided to give us a shot and gave us a pub deal, which was very exciting. And um, after that, you know, just kept doing that, got a bunch of shit during my time with them, you know, got 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 a gold train record got some more oer stuff like at the time bob was a huge rapper like i got to perform on leno with him for a song i produced and wrote for him um just that yeah we're just doing that for a few years and then i guess like a few years ago kind of like separated from them just because my sound is like so versatile and they're kind of didn't have enough of an outreach to like the urban side and like as much of a pop side to their label which was it was wind up lit records and um like wind up publishing at the time and uh yeah i'm trying to think it's hard and then from there i don't know we just just like a bunch of things here and there you know like some years were more successful than others and but uh yeah i don't know i don't even remember what i'm talking about at this point no, no. I mean, that that was, I think that gave me enough of an insight to, to ask this question with uh, a little confidence. So thank you for that. So y- you have this job at the, the Weed Vape Company. Yeah. But yeah. that is after having, you said, performed on Leno, a gold album yeah. with Train. So, so that leads me to believe that this industry isn't quite what some people looking in from the outside might think, right? You have reached a level of success that I think a lot of people hope to achieve. So can you sort of take us through that process? Like like having such success and then having to then still work a nine to five. Like what what is that dichotomy like? The thing is like if you're not constantly getting hits then it's going to be hard you know like another big song it did was with uh dr luke it was called ugly heart by this girl group grl and is like internationally multi-platinum like in so many countries it was like top 10 in like a bunch of countries like 11 in uk and it did it did really fuck well and that made me a good amount of money you know but like it, it's only going to last you know, a few years if you're not constantly getting more and more placements, you know what I mean? Yeah, so feast or famine has has never been truer in your situation. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, like, yeah, so, like, this, so, like, writing and making music was always, like, my main thing, but my buddy was starting this company, and he's like, yeah, you know, like, if you want some part-time work, like, in between doing sessions and stuff, like, feel free. So, like, I was like, yeah, why not? And, um, yeah, but, uh, but after, you know, like I just had an epiphany one day. I was just like, I can't, I can't be in this warehouse 10 hours a day. I got to fucking, I just quit out of nowhere. It was, it was like the hardest decision of my life. But like, I'm a firm believer, like you just got to trust your gut and like kind of listen to the universe. And like, I knew deep down, like 
my overall happiness would not be achieved at that company, you know? And yeah, the day I quit, I got a call from like an A&R that I haven't heard of, heard from in like years. And I got set up in a session with like one of the big pop artists in the world, like the following week. So it was kind of like the universe, like reassuring me that I was doing the right thing, you know? No, yeah, totally. Uh, who who was that artist, if if you can say? I don't I don't know if I can say. Okay. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Is that something to keep an eye out for? I don't know. That's the thing. Like I don't know. No, see, like a lot of times, like I've had some. I've heard like people on my records before. Like for instance, I had like a song with Jason Derulo years ago, like five six years ago, and I'm in this A and R's office hearing him on my record, and it never came out. So like you just never know. You know, like right. there's nothing, nothing's nothing really promised in this industry. Yeah, nothing. Like, so you just got to be hopeful and like be optimistic. But, you know, at the end of the day, there's, it's just every, like all the stars have to align for something to like come out and do well. It's just like, you know, but, but you got to be optimistic. You know, if you're not, then you're not going to, you're not going to make it. Yeah. This industry is crazy because like, you know, obviously you're a talented songwriter if you've had, even just like one or two pretty big hits because you know most people go through life having none so right congrats on that but thank you even though you have this talent you still have to be at the right place at the right time with the right people to be writing the good song that also will come out so it's wild. yeah exactly even if you get the session that's not even a guaranteed thing oh no it's it's so tough like like everything has to go like everything has to align it's insane so I guess when you were working at, at because this is so interesting to me that, 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 you know, learning about this side of it, this isn't the side of it that you hear about, right? Everyone loves to romanticize it, whether it be in documentaries or interviews. No one talks about this side, the, the human being aspect to it. So mm-hmm. so in a sense to me, it almost seems like, w- am I correct in saying you were searching for some normalcy when trying to find, when working at that nine to five? No, uh, I, I definitely don't i'm not a fan of any type of normalcy <laughs> I, I just was searching for some some extra means of income you know what i mean okay and it's it's funny actually like all the 7715 boys i got them all jobs there so it was a great i was time. gonna like, ask if that was the yeah. same place that they that you were working at yeah like it was it was the it was a lot of fun because i was like with my best friends like and making good money and like scaring you know, studio boy yeah, exactly. I would scare Studio Boy like every day. I have like twenty clips of me just scaring those, the shit out. Those were my favorite texts to wake up to were just slow motion videos of him walking That's in the corner and being so like Yeah, that was me. That was my work right there. Thank, well, thank you for that. It's it's some of my favorite work of yours. That's amazing. <laughs> but uh no, on on a more serious note, so so you said that you moved from, from New York. Or, or not New no, York, no, from the East Coast, Maryland. from yeah, Maryland. Maryland. I was going to ask yeah. you, uh, uh, we met in New York, so my brain's a little scattered yeah, yeah. on that. But uh, so so what were you doing as as a youngin before you decided to move to the, the West Coast? Like, what was your first, like, inclination to get into music? Take us, like, even further back than you already did. Um, I, like, I would just, like, I never really took music seriously. I wanted to be, like, uh like in comedy i wanted to be on snl that was kind of my dream you know and but like i always had like some sort of music ability and i would like i'd always be like beatboxing in the hallways and things of that nature and like you know i made like one song in high school or maybe maybe two songs in high school and like i was just that was i would never like actually consider it 
like uh like a real career but you know i had the ability and then i think just seeing like my brother-in-law just like do so well and like that was just like very inspiring you know just to see like if he could do it like i'm gonna try it too you know so like i was just i was i was more into just producing i just wanted to be like the next timbaland pharrell and like i was like that was my thing but after a while like i realized i could sing as well and so i just you know i didn't have a singer to get on my beat so i'll just do it myself and then people would you know react well to it so i was like fuck it i'm gonna I'm going to start singing now. Yeah, I mean, that seems to be the story with most people we have on the podcast who are also singers or sort of like the lead vocalist in their projects. It's mm-hmm. It comes out of necessity in most situations. Yeah, you know, right. that's like, it, this just popped in my head. I believe Patrick Stump from Fall Boy and Haley Williams from Paramore both originally wanted to be drummers. And then they were like, that's well, insane. I guess if no one's going to sing, then I'll sing. And I'm like, right. someone's got to do it. I'm like, these yeah. two with their crazy ranges and stuff, they didn't even that's want insane. to sing. And I have to work to even be able to kind of sing. Yeah, man. A lot of it is just confidence and believing in yourself. Like, it's so easy to doubt yourself when you're doing anything. And that doubt comes out, you know, like it it shows in all your work. So if you just like, if you're just relentlessly confident and like, just, just believe in it, like you could achieve it as, as corny and cliche as that sounds. It's like so true. Well then, well we're on that token. I mean, on this show, it's sort of developed since you heard the episode with Lumen, I've sort of been finding that our audience are people who are at sort of the same level as me and Andrew, if not a little bit further behind people who are just starting out, uh, just trying to take this this leap, this plunge that you've taken and some of our other guests have taken. So what is your advice to get through the tough times? Just it's I mean, listen, the tough times are going to come like that was an international uh, platinum producer. And I was still like, it's like just like you know, sad, like, I want to give up, you know, that you just have to fucking push through it, find things that inspire you, like, if you're feeling a certain way, then I feel like you're doing something wrong, you need to just really, like, reflect on what you're doing day by day, what you're intaking, what you're, you know, but, like, but once you get, because, like, everyone has those moments where you're just, like, confident and happy, and you're just, like, you know, I'd like to assume a lot of people are, like, at least one point, you're just, like, I'm the shit, right? Like, there's times where you get like that, but also, it's just easy to doubt yourself. But you just got to fucking ignore that little bitch-ass doubt voice in your head and just, you know, just be confident and, like, believe in yourself. Because that that will, like, even if, because I thought I was the shit when I know my music sucked at, like, 10 years ago. But it my abilities caught up with my attitude you know what i mean yeah basically if you doubt yourself just think about yourself like your dog sees you exactly and and so speaking of your dog man it's it's very apparent that you love that dog why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about your pup oh man my dog is a is a psycho his name's rick and it's short for rickless cage it's his it's his favorite actor hell yeah yeah (laughs) it's his favorite actor yeah nice i love him he's a you know i rescued him a couple years ago i i didn't even want a dog but my ex-girlfriend like showed me a picture of this like famished little chihuahua i was like fuck i gotta go get him so i got him and you know he's my son i got a tattoo of him on my arm now i can't imagine life without him he's the best that's amazing and i'm sure you bring him as many places as you can right oh yeah for sure 
He, he's a little weirdo, though. He does. He's kind of antisocial. I don't know what Dude, happened to him before I Chris, rescued him. Chris's dog is antisocial. They just got a puppy not too long ago. She just turned one the other day, and like you come over, and she just barks at you and barks at you and just stares at you. And then like when she finally kind of gets close to you, you go to pet her, and she just like ninja dodges right out of the way. She's like, <laughs> yeah. "What do you well, do?" She's been nothing but love too. I just think that for her, it's a lot to take in the fact that there's more than six people that live on this planet. Right. It's just overwhelming, I think, for her. And for uh, sure, yeah, you know. I can't imagine what they're, you know, how they perceive things. So, you know, they're all special, though. That's true. I gotta say though, there's something. No offense, Chris. Your dog's name is Honey, and Honey's great. But there's just something about a dog with a person name, like Rick. That's my thing. I you love know, it. My parents yeah. at my dad's house. We've got uh, two dogs, Timmy and Lucy, and they're just the best combination of dogs. I love it. They're it's, an old married couple. Kind of. I yeah. love it. It's it's insane. It was between Rick or Larry. Uh, I, cho- I chose Rickless Cage, you know. It was... It's true. <laughs> I mean, it kind of sounds like he kind of picked it if it's his favorite actor. No, yeah, he, I, yeah. I mean, I chose Rick, and then he, he wanted to go with the full name, so I was, I was like, yeah, let's do it, bud. That's sick. I've always like, I never really, I, I definitely love dogs more than cats. But if at any point in my life I got a cat, I told myself that the only two names I would allow would be Paul or Kevin. I love you. Say Kevin. Yeah. Oh my God! I was just talking to this girl about how we're gonna adopt a porcupine and name him Kevin. Dude, that's Swear. a oh man, that's a much better name for a porcupine. I'm just gonna stick with Paul. Then. <laughs> that is a great porcupine that's name. Amazing. I could never Kevin take the that porcupine. From that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, is that a porcupine? No, that's Kevin, dude. Come on. That's so funny. Yeah, don't piss Kevin off, man. <laughs> or just like Mike. You're like, damn it, Mike shat on the floor again. Oh, God. <laughs> that's so good. I, I, I wanted to, uh, when that trend was going, take a picture of my puppy and, and say something like, felt cute, might piss on the floor later. it's just you know animals are great man and i think that they are the ultimate support system to to get you through like the rough days and the doubt you know Mm -hmm. hell yes bro 100 percent. and they like music like you can't tell me they don't i couldn't tell you i could not tell you you they don't yeah no i I will never say that (laughs) when i sit down on the piano in my house and just just play and mess around uh, honey will come up and it's one of her few calm moments where she'll sort of lay up against the piano and I think feel the vibrations in her body and just like mellow out as like an eight month, it. nine month old puppy, you know, it's, like it's pretty drug. crazy. Yeah, yeah. That is so cute. Have you seen, there's like a video of some guy playing the guitar like outside of a farm and like, like 20 cows come surround him. You know, oh, have you guys I've, seen, I've that? seen that. Yeah. They just keep coming up closer. And, yeah. yeah. And he's singing to him. No, yeah. I have not seen that. That sounds incredible. It's amazing. You gotta, you gotta I'll link you, that. Chris. I'll link you. Yeah, we'll check it out yeah. after this. But so so jumping back into it, Ryan, you've yeah. been creating music for what it seems like your whole cognizant adult life. But yeah. to my knowledge, Ryan's World is your first uh, project where it's it's you singing and releasing music. Have there been other projects before that? So uh, yeah, yeah, there was this there was this project called Digi Park, which was me and my buddy, and at a time we had a band. And um, it was one of those things like we would spend like months and months on like an EP and then we'd release it. This was kind of like the breaking point where like we'd release it and then like our publisher would call us and be like, hey, so-and-so wants this song. And then we'd just be like, fuck, we just put like all this effort into like making this EP and now we have to take it down. And it was, that was kind of got discouraging. But at the same time, we're like, we're not going to turn that down, you know, for instance, like the train song was one of our songs and literally the day we put it out publishers like train wants it 
what are you what are you gonna say no to that i was like fuck yeah right you you kind of can't say no yeah exactly so that was kind of like you know that would always be discouraging but yeah we were releasing some some good stuff under that name but um my buddy john like he had a kid and like he stayed with the vape company and like you know he's doing well he's doing amazing he's have has a great life with his family and like the cutest little girl and uh i kind of i was just like you know i still kept the dream alive and then i don't know i just like people were just kept encouraging me to release songs because i i feel like i have a unique voice style that i can't really shop so i'm still constantly like writing and shopping for other you know bigger artists but if something just feels like it couldn't really be with anyone else i just release it with Ryan's world and um yeah, I got some got some cool things in the works coming up too. So I'm excited. Nice. So we'll have to have you back on when that when that happens and we can uh, really dive into uh the, the surprise, the future. For but, sure. For the time being, I do have a question. You know, I always I, I aspire to sort of do what you do. Um I'm going to LA in October and uh my mom might not want to hear this right now, but I'm sort of using that as like a first look into being in the city i'm going to stay there for two weeks crashing on people's floors trying to get a feel for what that's like yeah you know and and so my biggest thing is if i make the transition and can successfully make the transition into navigating having a pub deal and a contract for myself you know are there ever times when you're in a session and you're like damn this idea is really good but it kind of sucks that i might have to give it to this artist like do you ever sometimes worry about putting too much of your own unique personality because your style is very much your own the right Ryan's world project no um i think like listen like songs come and go i never like feel like precious about any of my songs really because you know i just know that i haven't made the best stuff of yet you know what i mean so like holding on because i've seen a lot of people like kind of have like that vibe and it, it it only it doesn't do anything good for them you know it only hurts them to think like oh i want to stay true to my art and this and that and like you know just like think all like high and mighty of themselves and like kind of hold shit to themselves you're just like closing doors for possible opportunities in the future so if you know i just listen whatever, wherever the song's supposed to go like i'm cool with it like and I'm always going to want to expand my shit. Like, how many people are going to hear me? And how many people are going to hear a Shawn Mendes song? You know, like, why not just just do it? Because you could write another one tomorrow and the next day. And, you know, like, that's how I think of it. Right. And if, if you're creating and, and you're doing it every day, to me, it's a muscle, you know? Oh, yeah. The, the, the point in time where I take maybe like two, two, three weeks off tops because, you know, life catches up sometimes oh, like we spoke about in the beginning of the conversation. I always find that my first three, four, even five songs back are just absolute garbage, you know. So so for you, are you are you seasoned? Are you constantly creating in your in your day to day? Oh, man. Yeah, I'm creating and I feel better than ever. You know, I feel like, you know, like, yeah, I'm every day I'm creating. I'm trying to create. And if I'm not, I'm not going to force it. You know, you just got to find inspiration but obviously sometimes i'm just like for instance today i had a session and i was just like i had it with my boy tony rodini which is an amazing producer and another artist who's like you know doing well and um and has a great pup yes he does archie's my boy <laughs> and archie, like i woke out. up today and i was just like ah, oh, can we cancel today you know sometimes you just have to follow your gut like of course i could have done it but at the same time, like if I'm not fully inspired, then I'll just take the day off. And now I'm going to go to the pool with Lumen and, you know, get inspired from life. So, 
yeah, you can't force it. That's how I feel. Like if, if it's not there, then it's not there. Plus, you don't want to be wasting people's time if you show up and you're like, I'm not really like feeling anything today, so I don't know what we're going to do. And then he's like, well, I could have spent this time working with somebody who has an idea. Today. Exactly. And, I, you know, I've done that before and forced myself and like the outcome never comes out well. So you know, I just kind of know my own patterns at this point. And uh, yeah, even if like, you know, you go a week or two or whatever, you can't get in without making music. You can't like be hard on yourself and. That's what I try to always remind, like my friends, you know, like inspiration will come when you when you need it, when you least expect it. You can't force these things. Right. Uh, one of my favorite songs I ever wrote. I was in Lowe's. I used to work at Lowe's with Andrew. Um, b- back before our band became sort of like an electro pop group, um, I guess is the label we're throwing on it now. That it changes from day to day as the songs change. But I was in the back of Lowe's, and I was supposed to be helping a customer with some bags of mulch, but instead I just took my phone out and I was like, "Ooh, I got this melody. That's and it awesome. just came to me while I was on the clock and I had to, you know, I eventually got fired from that job, maybe yeah. doing too much of that stuff and True. other things. I can verify but... that. I was there the day you got fired. <laughs> so it's, it's nice to hear from someone like you that, because, uh, because, you know, I try to be ritualistic about it because I, I am in upstate New York, the middle of nowhere, New York, really right. trying to eventually, you know, hope my efforts now bring me to a, a place where you are, you know, a place that seems to be thriving, you know, not right. too borrow from pop culture too much but because uh, th- that seems to be like the place to go you know the, the local scene in our area has dried up there's like three or four of us making music still we yeah. don't get along anymore and, and so there's and our no bands communi- don't even sound the same so we can't even play together yeah so yeah. There's, there's no sense of community you know so yeah. i guess i guess what i want to i've always wondered this and i love asking all of our guests who who live in la that come on the podcast like what has that sense of community been like dude it's amazing like that's what that's the thing. Like at, before I moved to L.A., it was like between New York and L.A. And first of all, New York was way too expensive. But I have family in New York still. So like it, it would have been better in that aspect. And like it's only a couple hours away from my home in Maryland. But the industry is just completely shifted to like being mainly based in L.A. So, you you know, what I mean, like it's just like so much harder. Like I don't personally know many big songwriters that are in New York or, you know, there's some in Nashville and and stuff, but LA for the most part has like the industry is just thriving right now out here. And it's been for the last few years and I feel like it will be maybe, maybe, I don't know something about it. It's just like everyone's here and like all of our friends are all songwriters, producers, like somehow like we all just like gravitate towards each other. So like, you go to a party, you're with all the writers from like the, the billboard charts, you know what I mean? Like everyone and everyone's cool. Like there's not too many I haven't met like, you know, you there's like this stereotype that people in LA are like stuck up or like you know what I mean, like pretentious, but that LA changed you. Yeah, that's not <laughs> how it is. Like everyone's nice. I just feel like it's the energy you put out is the energy you're gonna receive. So if you're open minded and you treat people well you're going to have the same come back to you. And that's just like the whole songwriting community out here. That's how it feels. Like we're all supportive of each other. We all work together and it's amazing. I I highly recommend any songwriters to move to LA or at least try. I know it's easier said than done, but like, you know, try to start working towards that because it's just like, you're going to be a step ahead of anyone outside of LA in my personal opinion. Right. Now, yeah. I'm curious. Obviously, there's a big pop and hip hop scene out in LA. 
and like country is pretty much mainly in Nashville at least is there room for you know other genres of songwriting in LA too like are there like of course like rock and roll metalcore blah 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 of course I mean there's like I I'm personally not as in tune with that that culture that those genres but like being friends with Lumen like I'm constantly being taken out to amazing shows of like hard rock and like just all types of well he is a rock god right exactly (laughs) he absolutely is and um so like yeah there's like a huge there's there's room for it there's there's so many venues in every part of town there's so much to see and like you just never know who might waltz into your performance you know what i mean like you just never know that's the that's the great thing about being here you could go to a bar and be sitting next to someone that'll change your life you know what i mean so just having that is just like it's it's so it's inspiring and encouraging to like be surrounded by that and i think there's room for it for sure you guys got to get your asses out here <laughs> that's yeah, a, don't we know it <laughs> yeah that's 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 the goal for sure man awesome. uh, but you know to to be completely honest with you dude it's it's tough like I'm, i feel very attached to my to my family and my life here but i, I know i i have to do it listen you but, gotta uh, it's just yeah i get it trust me i miss my family like i you know i i visit maryland maybe once a year now and it's sad but at the same time like you have to sacrifice your temporary happiness for your overall happiness and me being out here is going to be able to like give back to my family and be able to, you know, I'm, I'm working on getting, getting them out here. So it's, you know, it's a process. You just got to be honest with yourself. Like, are you going to be comfortable or are you going to strive for something bigger and better? You know, it's easy to be comfortable. And that's just like, I don't know. That just makes me cringe to think, you know, like all my, not to say like anything's wrong with Maryland, but like, you know, the people out there are doing the same thing they were doing in high school. And it just like uh, makes me feel icky, <laughs> you know, totally, totally. I've heard many people much smarter than me say things along the lines of you can't grow in your comfort zone. Exactly. You need to, you need to get out of it. And that's definitely true because you don't really you can't learn anything in your comfort zone because you're comfortable and you know everything. So exactly. I mean, if you what, like where you're at, then sure. But if you want to accomplish more things, you got to be uncomfortable. Listen, Yeah. And like, you can't base your decisions off fear. And it's so easy to be like afraid to do something, take that leap. Like I literally cried when I, when I quit my job. So I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I'm like, I'm making great money. Like this is like a foundation that I could, I could be with this company for a long time and like be set but i was like i'm not gonna base my decisions off of fear of not doing well and i'm not even gonna let those fears creep into my head like i just ignore it you know just gotta be like just relentless about your just eye on eye on the prize exactly you know and it's easier said than done but like these are like little mental habits that we could just break and work on throughout time you know I mean, it sounds like I'd rather live in Ryan's world than the real world, so I'm definitely going to be taking your advice. <laughs> For sure. Well, well, Ryan's world, is it sounds very inspiring right now. And, and so, definitely. you know, using this as a, a segue, as we like to say in the, in the radio biz, you know, you're in the songwriting biz, Ryan, the but biz. we're here in the, uh, the radio biz. Oh, I'd love, love to segue into talking about Ryan's world as a project. It has a very unique sound. Some songs you borrow from reggae. Obviously, there's like that pop hip hop foundation, but mm-hmm. then you even have a rock, a rock track for all intensive purposes. Like oh, yeah. for you, it seems like genre is not a limit. And I'd love to just like dive in and sort of peel back the layers of the onion on your creative process. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, I love all types of music. I'm not going to be closed-minded to anything. Like, at, at some point, like, 
I was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to be a part of anything rock and roll. Like, I absolutely despise country. But, like, I realized that's just, like, just, just, that was just me being closed-minded. And, like, I'm just working on being completely open-minded in all aspects. And I've known that, like, growing up, like, when you're not even thinking about that stuff, I was a fan of everything from the Spice Girls to, you know, Sublime to NWA, DMX. Like, so... So why like limit myself with my creating? You know what I mean? So like for instance, right now I have a side project called uh, actually I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it, but it's completely rock and roll. It's like hard rock, and it's me singing hard rock, and like people can't even believe it's me. And it's like kind of like a it's more focused on sync stuff, um, which is like you know doing songs for like. TV, like commercials and, you know, that aspect, which is amazing. I, I highly recommend anyone like try to try to like get into that world as well, because that pays so much compared to like the, the songwriting journey. You know what I mean? Like that whole game. But uh, for instance, like, so this rock and roll song just got picked up for a Netflix show and it's going to be on Netflix and it's me just singing hard rock. It's, it's just so funny to me, but so yeah, I just try to like, you know, if you're a fan of, I'm sure you guys are fans of all genres. So like, why not try to to make, create that? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think our band is a pretty good example of that because we've, I mean, you know, we're trying to find our sound. I don't know if we'll ever actually find it, but we've yeah, experimented not. in a couple different wheelhouses already from like folk rock to reggae pop to electronic pop to future whatever i don't yeah, know anymore future that's something. but now we're just making music that i hope can still somewhat be considered pop right and that people will like it i mean but listen, i totally understand that yeah you just gotta follow your gut if you like it then do it like why why even like think about like oh how is someone else gonna perceive this or oh is this that genre why why limit yourself you know just if it feels good and it moves you then just do it for instance look at that fucking ed sheeran and bruno mars song that just released like does that sound like any of their sounds? Like, what is a sound? You know, it's just, just create what you like. That song rips. Yeah, that, shit that is whole badass. album rips, but like that song is so cool. Right, I, and I was like, holy shit, I couldn't believe that was them, dude. And Bruno Mars produced that song. Holy shit, that's insane. like just Bruno Mars. That's crazy. that blows my mind. And that song gives me hope, honestly, <laughs> because yeah. I come from a rock and roll background. You know, I grew up on Led Zeppelin, ACDC, Green Hell Day. Yeah. As a singer, you know, I feel we all naturally gravitate towards some sense of melody. So what has the strongest sense of melody, in my opinion, it's pop. Yeah. So I want to I want to put myself in a situation to sing like that. But I really feel very sad when I think about rock and roll in 2019. And so to see someone like Ed Sheeran, who can clearly do anything, yeah. bring that to the table, that gave me hope. Yeah. And also, like, what is pop? Like, ev- anything could be considered pop. Pop is popular music. So, like, pop from there's like so many different songs are on the top 10 right now you know what i mean it's like there's no one pop sound that's what i like you know what i mean i think it is a very unique time for for pop music i think a lot of different voices are being heard whereas you know like in the early 2000s you sort of had like the piano light rock scene going on and then there was like the Katy perry sort of like thing and and not to say there wasn't uniqueness within there but i think like spotify and the internet allowing everyone to upload music and really get their art out there has allowed for more different kinds of voices to enter the fold 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah like you know people the more Pop is popular music, so like the more people like it, the the more it's considered pop. And 
I don't think, yeah, I, I, I don't like genres. Like, I don't like limiting anything to genres. So I would recommend just like doing what feels good and not thinking about that, not putting a label on anything because it's art. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. And and so with, with that being said, you have a very unique lyrical approach to your music that I find very playful and, and charming, but it's also really catchy, like specifically songs like Applesauce and, and Grandma's Car. You know, like conceptually, right. those songs are hilarious because yeah. I think anyone can relate to picking a girl up in their grandma's car because your grandma has a nicer <laughs> car than you have. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you want to make a good impression, you know? Exactly. So I'd, I'd love to, like, hear about sort of how you came up with, like, concepts like that and and how you approach the lyrics in your own songs versus when you're writing for another artist. Right. Well, you know, like, being out here for so long and just sitting in so many sessions, you're like, what is going to separate what I'm doing right now from the other fucking million songwriters in L.A. that are doing the same thing, that are making amazing music, like... What's going to separate that? And I'm like, who has a song called Applesauce right now? You know, like, so like, I just try to think outside the box and something that's going to be like, that's, you know, unique. Because like, how many songs have the same titles? Like, you know, you just kind of get sick of it. And I don't, I want to like approach something that like, that's going to catch someone's ear just based off the title or concept and not just like the same repetitive shit that you hear all the time. You know, I think that's just because I've had so many sessions and like so many people will like have similar ideas, you know. So I'm like, I just, you just gotta step outside the box and like think, you know, be weird with it, get weird with it. That, yeah, embrace, embrace your your inner. Uh, just I feel, I feel, they feel, it feels like you. I mean, not that I, I know you too well. This is my first time really having a long-form conversation with you outside of the, the hecticness of a show. But, yeah. I mean, those songs just feel so genuine. And yeah. I think it really permeates kind of It kind of reminds me of this one killer song. Like, you know, every Christmas you see all these bands putting out either covers of classic Christmas songs about like, oh, like, I love my girlfriend, so I got her a present. Or like, exactly. all I want for Christmas is you. But the killers put out a song that is called Don't Shoot Me Santa Claus, which is about getting kidnapped by a guy who thinks he's Santa Claus and being like, you were naughty, so I'm going to kill you. And he's like, well, I wasn't naughty. Everyone else was naughty. And I was listening to the song being like, what am I listening to? But this is insane. That's awesome. And I still listen to that song because it's like, that was the only Christmas song that I've ever heard, I think, that came out that wasn't about like how happy Christmas was. It was like, yo, please don't shoot me Santa Claus. Right. I promise I'll do better next time. That's amazing. Like, and that stuff sticks with you. Yeah. You don't want to like, get even, lost. Even... So you know, that's not that's not like their quote unquote best song by any means, but it's a song that I'm probably going to remember every Christmas to listen to because I'm like, this is the only one that makes me laugh. Too. Exactly. And it sticks out. You know, there's so many people doing the same thing. You want to stick out in your own way. Right. And, and with that being said, I think that's a, a great point in the conversation to wrap it up. I actually want to try something new. You know, if, if you could describe what you do in one word and then elaborate on it, I think that. I think the listeners will get something out of that. So in a few you know? words, but start with one. Like, right. If there's one word that like comes to mind when you think of like, what do you do in your day-to-day life? All right. Mm, let's see. I'd say create, you know, express, express, express myself, create, pretty much create. I, I'll stick with create. <laughs> Okay. I like that one. And it, yeah, if, if it you seems could, fitting after this conversation for sure. And if, if you could just elaborate on that a little bit, I mean, I know you have, but but yeah. why why that word out of all the different words that could have been applicable in that situation? Because I'm constantly, you know, you're constantly just being in this world. You're creating something from nothing. 
You know what I mean? Like you walk into a room with strangers a lot of these times, you have no idea who they are and you have to create art. You know, you're just like, you're, you're making something out of thin air and it has the potential of lasting a lifetime. You know what I mean? And like, it has the potential of like impacting the world, which is very exciting to me. Every time I go into a session, I'm thinking like, I don't know where this song is going to go. This could be the biggest song of my life. And just like, Having that mentality of like knowing you're not, you haven't made your best song. I, I think Dr. Dre said something along those lines at one point that was like stuck with me. He's like, every day I like go into the studio thinking I might make the best song of my life today. You know what I mean? So like you're just creating something out of nowhere and it could change your life and the, the world. It could ultimately change the world, you know? So I think that's amazing just to be able to create. That, that really is. Uh, and, and, you know, thank you again so much for giving us your time today. I think that this was a very insightful conversation and we really appreciate you being so honest and sort of peeling back the process and sort of your journey for us. I think the listeners are really going to enjoy this as well. Of yeah, course, I'm man. Definite, I'm definitely inspired to go create something. Awesome. Yeah, I want to write awesome. a freaking song right now, man. I might even just go draw a picture. because <laughs> Go do, do it. Exactly, dude. <laughs> like, and if anyone ever has questions, like, feel free to hit me up. I'm open. Like, you know, people have helped me along the way and just sometimes you just need some perspective, whether it's, you know, someone, you know, just so, yeah, if you, if anyone ever needs some perspective on anything, you feel free to hit me up. I'll always answer and, you know, be genuine about my response. And I'm always going to be honest as well. So who, I mean, we, we definitely got to collab sometime for sure like when yeah. chris is out in la you guys got to connect yeah we will 100 percent. there's no question i know you know there's no question we could will. be the biggest song of your guys's life exactly <laughs> yeah, it will and, be like you know it, let's do it let's fucking do it exactly i'm down man and and so where can people find you where can, where can they you know keep an eye out for all things going on in ryan's world it'll be at ryan's world r-y-o-n world at or r-y-o-n world mr world is what they call me no um, <laughs> at uh on instagram yeah that's the, probably the best place to keep keep up to date with uh everything and i got a lot of lot of exciting shit coming this year and also like you know yeah yeah i guess that's all i can say about that but yeah let's fuck cool yeah and what song would you like to leave the people with oh uh, let's do applesauce i love that shit <laughs> Cool. True. Well, thank you guys for listening, and here is Applesauce by Ryan's World. When I tried to be the one, the one that I should be, I came to you. To you. Baby, I can't help it. I can't help what I become when I'm with you. With you. Oh, sorry, no, you were always apple sauce 